Khalashing for Khalas? Want to bry or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9. Join Adrian Bugatti for Essen Fresen Tuesday mornings from 11 a.m. where it's all about the food. Good morning, and I hope everybody has recovered from all the Yomim Tavim and that you've been enjoying the rain that we've had the last few days and you are surviving without WhatsApp. I didn't realize how much I relied on WhatsApp until it went down today. Um, and I've been told it's worldwide. So those who are in contact with overseas, I'm sorry. Um, I'm Adrian Bugatti, and I'm your host. So I'm privileged to be able to travel around the country and into Africa for work. And with that, I decided that the things I've learned while I've been away, I'd like to pass on. And I'd like to do places that we're unlikely to go to, mostly because it's going to be out of most of our budgets, but just it's not a country that you would think of to go on holiday. So we're doing a virtual culinary trip around the world, and there are 195 countries to visit. We might not go everywhere because um, a lot of those places are, you know, well, one of them is South Africa, but there are places where they don't have like a traditional food. Um Kind of like Australia or uh, America and England, there's this, like England is like a fish and chips type thing. Australia is a barbecue. It's not a specific food. And America is a hamburger. Um, so I think those we can give a skip. We all know those foods quite well. And, well, barbecue, we're definitely, um, if not better than Australia, on par with them. So we're trying to, we won't go to those. But we are going to go to Afghanistan today, and that is definitely a place most of us are not going to ever visit. Um, it's not exactly a stable country to go visit right now. So I thought we'd have a look at their traditional food, and um, I made it, um, and it came out beautifully. It was absolutely outstanding, even if I say so myself. Now, I would like to hear where you would like us to travel to. So you can send an SMS to 34519, and that is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send a telegram on 061-895-1019, or you could call the studio on 010-140-3020. And that is, you know, I can't give you the WhatsApp line because, well, there's no WhatsApp. So one of the things um, I want to try with all the countries I go to is to actually try the recipes out before I come on air. Sometimes that'll work and sometimes it won't. Um, but I would love to know, like, how these things taste when I find one. So while, like, Afghanistan had a fortune of traditional foods, I had to only pick one. And then um, I made that. And we're going to talk about the ingredients that went into it and what it tasted like as well as the time. And you will find the recipe on the Chai FM website. It is also on my website. And I will read it out during the show. So the first thing is that only the successful recipes are going to make it onto the show. The non-successful ones I will tell you about, but um, we won't be sharing the recipes. So we'll continue with our journey to Afghanistan. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to bry or fine dine. This is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. 
Hi, I'm Adrian Bogarty, and we're off to Afghanistan for a delicious side dish. Um, I decided to do the side dish because it was a little easier than some of the bigger meals, and, you know, I'm experimenting. So time-wise, it was a big thing as well. And so we've done that now, and I'm going to share some of the tips and the information about the ingredients that I used in the recipe. And today's recipe is actually quite easy, and the ingredients available just about anyway, so there's no special tips needed for this one. Um, and basically it is eggplant, which I know is not everybody's favorite, garlic, tomatoes, chilies, and yogurt. So we're going to talk about the benefits of all these things. Now, the recipe I found online asked for a soy yogurt. And soy yogurt is a little bit more difficult to find. Um, as far as I know, I haven't seen it at Pick and Pay, but possibly at uh, Woolworths. And I don't know about if there's one at this camp. I'm sure there is, but I don't know if it's a kosher one. So I went with plain full cream yogurt. So let's talk about these benefits. The first one is eggplants. Whether you call it eggplant, brinjal, aubergine, doesn't matter what it's called. It's all the same. It's that big red thing. Oh, purple, actually. And it has some amazing benefits. It's obviously not everybody's favorite. It's not everybody's favorite food. It can often be tough and bitter and like unpleasant to eat unless you prepare it properly. So let's talk about that. First of all, I've discovered that to get rid of the bitterness of eggplant, you can often soak it in milk. Um, I've done it in soy milk as well, and it's come out really, really nice. So that's the first thing. Now, eggplant provides um, a very good amount of fiber, of vitamins, of minerals, and it's got very few calories. So it's actually something healthy to eat. Um, most of us are used to it, commonly served, either called baba ganoush or chatzilim, and we spread it on our pita bread or our chalas and things like that. But I've done it deep fried and crumbed. It's absolutely delicious, served with cheese. It's wonderful, but not, like I said, not everybody likes it. So in addition to containing this huge variety of vitamins and minerals, eggplants a high number of antioxidants. And antioxidants are minerals that are supposed to or thought to help protect the body from damage of the environment. So antioxidants. And they're free radicals that they're talking about in the environment. These are things that float around our environment. We breathe them in and we found them in food and all sorts of places. So that's what the antioxidants are supposed to help us fight. Um, and their antioxidant content in eggplants um, suggests that eggplants may actually help reduce the risk of heart disease. So that's a big thing. It may keep your blood sugar in check. So if you're a diabetic, eggplants are a good meal to or a good vegetable to have to keep your sugar levels on a nice, even um, sort of keel. Um, and this is primary also because eggplants are very high in fiber. And it passes through the digestive system very slowly. And therefore, um, it, you know, it's slower to absorb. It keeps you full for longer. It gives your sugar levels um, much more steady and prevents sugar spikes and things like that. 
And then there's something in the color of the outside of your eggplant called uh, polyphenols. And this is found in things like the eggplants and other nightshade vegetables. And it can reduce your sugar absorption and increase uh, insulin secretion, which means that if you're eating sugary foods, it will allow your body to get rid of the sugar without taking it on board and turning it into a fat. So, um, you know, the truth is, though, that you would have to eat a substantial amount before it's going to make any difference to your you know, diet in terms of going off your sugar oil. But what it will do is it will help you maintain your levels throughout the day. So having it at night would keep your um, levels nice and stable. It also contains something called, okay, now I'm probably going to mess this one up because it's called SRG. It's solosodine raminosyl glycosides. I'm sure I've said this wrong. Um, I have been practicing. It just hasn't come out right at all. So they've been trying to study this thing, and they were saying that they think it helps in when you're on cancer treatment to be eating these eggplants, um, and it can protect you also against certain types of cancer. They don't say what. Um, I did try to find that out, but I think in general it's just cancer-causing cells or cancer-causing you know, changes. It can help slow them down or just prevent them totally. And eggplant is incredibly versatile. Okay, It is easily incorporated into your diet. You can even hide it into food because if you cook it long enough, it just dissolves into the food. So if you want to add it in but you don't want to actually have the taste, you just need to cook, cook it for a long enough time. They can be baked. They can be roasted. They can be grilled. They can be sautéed. Enjoyed with just some olive oil and a dash of seasoning. We know they great with pita breads and in, as the um, eggplant salad. Um, you'll find them, you know, the, the beautifully um, preserved the eggplant in oil. So those are uh, lovely. This one was just plain eggplant. <clears throat> the next ingredient was garlic. Now I use garlic in pretty much everything I cook. Uh, first of all, I love the smell. As soon as that garlic starts to, after about a minute or two in the heat, starts to like just become so amazingly fragrant and just makes me like think whatever I'm going to cook is amazing, even though the only thing in the frying pan is my oil and my garlic. So, um, but one of the things I liked about garlic, which it's not widely known, and it's not known why it does, but garlic, the sulfur in the garlic has health benefits. And when you're slicing it or chopping it or crushing it, that thiosulfonite chemical is then converted to what's called allicin. Um, Allicin is um, a fantastic substance. Once again, it is an antibacterial-type substance, antiviral as well. So introducing it into our family diet made a huge difference to our health. We now have garlic pretty much year-round. In winter, I tend to add ginger to that just to boost the immunity. But garlic, since introducing into my house, we don't have colds and flu as often. And when they do have it, it's like very short-lived, maybe two days at the most. Um, it's just really improved everybody's immunity. So here are some of the benefits of garlic. It boosts your body's immune system. It reduces high blood pressure. It helps reduce cholesterol. 
It can help with prevention of cancer. It has antibiotic properties. It can prevent, they're not sure yet, but they're inter, uh, researching, Alzheimer's and dementia. It can improve athletic performance. And it is a, a detox for your body as well. And if you don't like the taste of garlic but would like to increase it into your eating plan or into your diet, you can actually buy them in capsule form. The next ingredient that we used in this beautiful recipe was tomatoes. Now, tomatoes are the major dietary source of antioxidant called lycopene, and this is also massive health benefits, including reduced risk of heart disease and cancer. But did you know that tomatoes actually have more vitamin C than uh, your orange? You're listening to the Essen Fresen Show on 101.9 High FM. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Right, so we were talking about amazing tomatoes and their um, benefits. Now, my family... Um, my family are quite likely to find them outside in the garden at the tomato bush, literally eating off the bush. They love tomatoes. But tomatoes actually contain more vitamin C than your average um, orange, which is, you know, why are we eating oranges? So that it's got potassium. It's got folate. Folate is a vitamin that is good for bone density. It's great during pregnancies as well to help the fetus develop good bone structure. Uh, um, usually you would take it in the top form of folic acid. And then vitamin K. Now, vitamin K is a very special one. It is helps with blood clotting. So if you're already on blood thinning medication, you would need to control how much tomato you have. It could be um, affect your life. Um, sort of it could, it could affect the, the, the way your warfarin works or your blood thinning medication works. Tomatoes are also incredibly low in carbs and, you know, they are just incredible to, to add to everything. They add a depth of flavor to most things. The next thing I wanted to cover was the chilies. Now, I didn't actually use chilies in my recipe because, well, first I forgot to buy them. And, and then I've got people in my house who really aren't mad about very spicy food. So what I did was instead of the chilies, I used Tabasco um, because it's jalapeno ch chilies. Now, here's a little fact that I didn't know. I mean, I knew there were a lot, but I didn't know this. There are 200 varieties of chili available in the world. And chilies are, once again, very high in vitamin C and very high in antioxidants. They've been also found to help prevent certain cancers. And what, what was weird to me, according to this, it also uh, can prevent stomach ulcers. Now, the problem is that if you have an ulcer already, you can't eat the chili. So just be careful with that. Um, their ability to create heat within that body. You know, when you, you eat a chili and you suddenly get that hot and sweaty feeling, you're actually burning calories. So it helps with weight loss. Spicy food has been linked to an increase in your weight loss. So, and it lowers your risk of type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes are people who are diet controlled and not insulin controlled diabetics. So, like I said, not everybody likes the heat of the chili in their food. So, 
to adjust that. You adjust the amount of chili you want to use. One of the biggest tips to give you is to remove the seeds because that is where a lot of the heat is stored. So if you chop up a chili or you open the chili, you remove the seeds and then chop it up, you will find it not as spicy or as hot as if you had left those seeds in. And it also, what chili are you using? South African, our green chili is pretty strong and on par with a really like sort of moderate range heat, even though when we eat it, it feels like our mouths are burning. So you need to choose your chili wisely to so that it doesn't overpower your dish and that it doesn't, you know, hurt your stomach. And the last ingredient was yogurt. Yogurt has been consumed by humans for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's been used for all sorts of medicinal reasons, whether it's applied to your skin or taken internally. It has been used to treat thrush and all sorts of things. Um, we used to be told, that, and they still give it out, is that when you are put onto an antibiotic, you, are, you must have yogurt with it. Um, and that was to prevent thrush. Yogurt is very nutritious, and eating it regularly can boost several aspects of your health. It's been found to reduce, once again, heart disease, osteoporosis, and helps with weight management. Just remember that if you're having the double cream yogurt like myself, it's really not going to help with your weight loss. Yogurt also contains some of nearly every single nutrient we know of so that the body needs. So it's really, really an all-round healthy um, snack to have and it's great in reducing the spiciness of your chilies except in this recipe so yogurt also provides an impressive amount of protein so for the vegetarians who are eat dairy but not meat then yogurt is a great substitute for your protein certain types of yogurts contain the probiotic and these boost the digestive health you know, and that would be the thrush that's caused from that and things like bloating, diarrhea and constipation. So it also contains a lot of vitamins and minerals. So the fat content of yogurt obviously is an issue, but um, it doesn't matter. It's healthy whether it's full fat, double fat or low fat. Either way, it is a healthy snack to be having. In fact, it can help you reduce your blood pressure. And your cholesterol, even if you're eating the full fat yogurt. So please remember that that's a, a nice one to add. The only problem with yogurt is people who have a lactose intolerant or a casein milk allergy. Then obviously you've got to be very careful not to have that. You also need to be careful of how much sugar is added into those yogurts. So the flavored yogurts can be very high in sugar. And another thing that you need to be aware of with yogurt is that certain yogurts are made with gelatine. Um, uh, so you need to be aware of, you know, what yogurt you're buying. So even if you're not kosher and you don't like pork, just be careful with the gelatine. It will say it. Let's get on to today's recipe. So today's recipe is called Borani Banjan. And it is from um, Afghanistan. It is eggplant, yogurt, and tomato. And let me tell you, I loved it. It was absolutely amazing. Like I said, I left out the chili because half my family don't enjoy the spicy food. But I did use Tabasco. And it, I think real chilies, real green chilies in this recipe would take it to a whole new level. So our ingredients, 
were four eggplants, brinjals or aubergines, whatever you want to call them. I used four big ones, one and a quarter cups of vegetable oil, so it's about 300 mils, four cloves of garlic crushed, two green chili peppers sliced lengthwise, three medium tomatoes chopped, two tablespoons of tomato paste, a half a teaspoon of ground turmeric, a teaspoon of salt, one onion sliced about half centimeters, preferably on the round, so you want them quite chunky, and then two medium tomatoes just as a topping, just to make it look nice. Um, you don't chop those up. And then the yogurt sauce was uh, a cup of plain yogurt or unsweetened soy yogurt if you wanted it vegan, two cloves of garlic crushed, and a half teaspoon of salt. So you're going to prepare your dish. You're going to peel your uh, eggplants. You're going to cut them lengthways um, into strips about a centimeter thick. And um, you're going to cook them in this oil. So you're using a lot of oil, I have to admit, but it does make a, a difference. So you heat the oil very high and you cook your slices in there. And it takes about two to three minutes on each side. It's a golden brown. You cannot do all the eggplant at once. It does make a lot of slices. So have a sieve and a bowl next to you, maybe with some paper towel if you want. And the cooked slices come out. They go into the bowl to drain, and you put the next ones in. And you'll do it in a few batches. It didn't take very long once the oil got really, really hot. And I must admit, to heat my oil, I start the oil because it was this amount before I even peeled and prepped the eggplant. So by the time I put it in, my oil was really nice and hot. Then when you finish cooking, there will be extra oil in your frying pan. You need to pour it out so that you're only left with about 60 mils of oil. You're now going to reduce your temperature to medium. Now, what I did with this was a bit silly. Um, your chopped garlic, when you add it to that very hot oil, it's going to splash. And I wasn't paying attention, and I didn't think to take it off the stove. So it splashed everywhere. It was a big mess afterwards and, and a little mini fire that we put out quite quickly just because of the oil. It wasn't, you know. So my suggestion is when you're doing this, take it off your heat, especially if you're on a gas burner like I am. Take it off the heat, add your garlic in, and then put it back onto the heat. But don't allow the oil to go cold. Otherwise, it, everything gets very fatty. So you cook that until it's fragrant and golden. It usually takes about 30 seconds. It's really, really quick. Add your pepper, your chopped tomatoes, your tomato paste, your turmeric, your salt, and, and stir it all together. You're going to cook that for about two minutes, that sauce. And then you're going to drop the heat medium-low. So if you're using a conventional stove, I would say your setting should now drop to about a three. And you're going to put your onions on top in a single layer over this sauce. Then you're going to put half the eggplant over the onions. Then you're going to put the tomatoes slices over that. And then you're going to finish it with the leftover eggplant slices. Put the lid on and cook it for about 20 minutes. My advice, don't stir anything while it's cooking for those 20 minutes. Because what happens is if you're stirring it, your tomato and your onion are going to turn a bit mushy. So you want them like to, to hold their shape quite a lot. In the meantime, you can make your uh, yogurt sauce by just combining the yogurt, 
the crushed garlic and the salt into a small bowl and put it to one side. You can add some yogurt onto a plate. You, um, you just put it on the plate at the bottom. If you're going to do it as a big serving dish, if you're going to do it on an individual basis, then you can probably just skip that. But it just looked pretty in it. It coated the, the eggplants nicely with this fresh yogurt. So you put some on the bottom. Then you scoop up the eggplant, tomato, and onion mixture, and you put that on top of the yogurt. You can remove the the chili peppers from the pan. You don't put that on. What you can do is you can put it on top as a garnish afterwards if you use them. And then you just pour up the sauce onto your dish, so you, the leftover tomato and everything. You then finish it with the yogurt sauce, some dried mint, and some paprika for some garnish, and serve with bread and enjoy. This was, even though it took time to make, really worth it. I absolutely loved everything about it. So that was an amazing uh, recipe to try, and it was quite simple. So please enjoy that one. Now, if you're a customer, if you're customer orientated and detailed, computer literate, creative, and great at networking. This could be your opportunity to become part of the HiFM sales team. HiFM is looking for sales representatives, and if you have the skills and passion to build customer relationships, you can email Kathy at HiFM.com. So if you're looking, please join this team. It's wonderful. We have so much fun here. So I'm hoping the team is going to enjoy tasting my um, creation, uh, my Afghani food, and we'll see how that goes. I'm Adrian Bugatti, and this is High FM 101.9. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. Okay, so let's find out a little bit more about some of the foods from Afghanistan. Um, so what I found this on a traditional uh, food website. Um, and it said it's located in the center of the Asian civilization. So it does possess a lot of historical um, places and cultural backgrounds to visit. Afghanistan is a very rich um, history, uh, despite all the wars and what's happening there now. Um, and there are people who are going touring. Um, there are parts of Afghanistan that are very much tourist attractions. So... What do you, there are a couple of things. Uh, one of the most famous ones is called the Blue Mosque. Um, I've only seen pictures of it, um, and have no plans to go visit. But for those who don't go into mosques, there is the Afghan National Museum, which has the rich Afghani, um, history and has been really well maintained. But there were some amazing foods for me to choose from to try and make. Um, and then I settled on the simplest one. So the first one that sounded really good, but also a little bit more work than I wanted, was a kabuli paolo. And that is basically steamed rice and, and lamb. And it is a traditional food. It's served with raisins, carrots, and sweet spices. So obviously, you can tell by the name kabuli. It comes from the capital of Pabul. And paolo is a type of rice dish. And so that it looks interesting. It, it sounds amazing. But as soon as they said stick raisins in it, my mind went, no. 
So we missed that. Then there's called Oshak, which is a leek and scallion dumping. Scallions are spring onions for us. Um, and it is a dumpling that just comes. It is no meat or cheese, so it's a vegetarian one. And the fillings are used, you know, the vegetables are used as a filling for these dumplings. And it's a pasta dumpling. So you can enjoy this with a tomato sauce and dried mint just to add some flavor. The next one was something called bolani, which is a flour dough with fillings. And it's a kind of street food. It To me, it looks like um, almost like a malawach or a pita bread, but it's a flat bread that's got like herbs and, and flavorings baked into it. So it's a flavorful thing that is used as an accompaniment. So you would have used it with my bolani banjan you would have used it to scoop that up instead of some bread. Um, so that would be, it's a very similar to naan bread, I'd, I'd say. Um, and then there's something called shir kurma, which is milk with dates. Um, and it's one of the, according to them, it's one of the best Afghan foods. And it actually, the name says milk with dates. Um, that's what the translation is. It's really essential for Ramadan as it has your sweetness, it has your milk for your your energy, um, and it's served usually in the morning after the prayer. So it's a very popular meal to serve throughout the day if you've got guests as well. Um, and it's made with the very, very thin vermicelli pasta and cooked in milk instead of in water like we normally do. And then they do add flavor and saffron if you can get it. Then there's hafta mawa, which is a fruit medley. And this is, it's not actually fruit salad because it's dried fruit, but it's dried fruit salad. I don't know how else to put it. So it's a variety of fruits that are all dried and it's, uh, it looks amazing um, if you like your dried fruits to put it out for guests, you know, as a nice platter to serve, it, you know, to keep it going. The next thing was a saji kebab, which is roasted lamb or chicken on a skewer. They love their skewers, apparently, and it's served as a whole lamb or in skewers, either way, and they marinated in salt. Some of the kebab versions are chicken instead of lamb, just because of a cost, and they use a green papaya paste or rice to accompany the dish. So, And that's, once again, eaten with something like a, a nan bread. Lavash is a thin bread with cheese or meat, so it's kind of almost like a wrap. Uh, the bread is very thin, um, and you can find it round, square, rectangular, however it comes. It's baked. So this is one that I've seen made on, on a couple of shows where they make the dough, and then they stick it to the sides of these traditional ovens. Um, it's like almost like a pottery oven. It's this deep, big bowl. Um, that gets hot with coals underneath, um, and that's how they cook it, stuck to the side of that, and then they'll put cheese or meat inside. Then there's a korma kofta, which is lamb meatballs, um, so that's also another thing. Korma is uh, the local name. It's made of, out of vegetables, rice, and fruit as a side dish, and you can choose a variety of other ingredients, such as a seafood, which... You know, it sounds really interesting to make as well. And then there's shallow, which is rice with meatballs. And this is also, depending on your preference, 
It's more commonly made with meat, with lamb, but you can get it with beef or you can make it with beef. And it's topped with onions and garlic and egg for flavoring. And it has an onion or a tomato based sauce to eat it with. So that sounds really amazing. Um, they also do kebabs, which we, we all know quite well. So that was just some of the food that I found really interesting to have a look at. And I went through the recipes really carefully. So on the kosher scene, we are going to do some updates on the kosher scene on what's happening around the world. Um, you're listening to Hi FM. I'm Adrian Bugatti, and this is the Essen Freson Show. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Freson with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. Okay, some kosher updates from around the world, obviously starting in South Africa. So the last update from the UOS was on the 29th of September on their Facebook page uh, called Kosher Desk. Jelly Tots have been recertified. There is a list of them, but anything from the 12th of May 2022 is kosher, even if it doesn't have a Beth Den logo. So you just need to check on the their website to see which ones are kosher and which ones are not. The Wedgwood Macalettes are also now certified dairy. Uh, it's lemon and white chocolate macalettes, milk chocolate macalettes, macchino chocolates, peppermint white chocolate macalettes, and then white chocolate macalettes. They are currently without a logo, but it will come on in the future. So you can use those. Remember, it's Wedgwood. And then Coach House Confectionery products have been recertified from the 1st of February 2022. Anything after that, it, whether it, it doesn't need a logo, um, they will be putting it on, obviously, the new packaging. And they are Parov, so that's a nice one. And then Beacon Tough Chock Original Toffee is also now kosher, uh, dairy, and it does not need a Best In stamp on it. It was removed from the packaging by accident. So those were um, from the UOS. Um, just a reminder that when I'm doing these updates on the kashrut, the hashes that I'm covering cover all hashes. It is up to you to decide, uh, well, to speak to your rabbi to decide if you're able to accept that hasha or not. Uh, the next hasha is, uh, the next update is Avalon's avocado, their plain mashed avocado, their traditional guacamole, and their spicy guacamole are kosher certified by Kosher Certified South Africa, so KCSA. Then we found a product called Top Taste Fried Onions and Eastern Feast Fried Onions. These are from Holland. The hexha they have on them, the announcement came that this has been fraudulently used, that the rabbi whose hexha they are using has been nifter for a while. Um, so please be aware of that if you are overseas. Then an okay um, product called nuts.com, their dark chocolate almonds. This product is correctly listed as okay parv certified on the company's website, but it was okay dairy on its label. So it's been, uh, old packaging will have that, but it is parv. So keep that in mind. Then from Badats, a place called American Dream Nickelodeon Universe, American Dream Nickelodeon Universe popcorn and cotton candy popcorn 
and their plain cotton candy is no longer kosher immediately. Um, so those are once again, if you see them in, an, in one of the shops that have the imported products. Um, and then Ritz crackers that, um, they are considered dairy. Um, they're an OU product, but they have been listed as dairy equipment, but they're actually totally dairy, not just dairy equipment. Then Betty Crocker rich and creamy vanilla frosting with, it has no dairy ingredients. It says OU dairy, but it's actually dairy equipment. So DE. So be aware of that. However, there are some Betty Crocker frostings that actually do contain milk in the ingredients and that should be considered dairy. So please read your ingredients really carefully from that to see what there is. Then kosher from Detroit. There is a long list kosher products from Detroit that are listed as kosher. There were also a long list of um, products that were recalled due to infections and salmonella and all those kind of things. Um, so we've got a lot of stuff from there to to find out where you want. Um, my information for this is from Kashrut uh, Consumer Alerts. So it's, uh, that comes up quite often. Um, and they're a handy one to have around and to have a look. MK Kosher didn't list anything new this um, this month or last month, so we're going to keep that up. We'll keep you up to date if anything new comes up. But please keep a lookout. And once again, I'd ask you if you can send us a message, SMS 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send a telegram to 061-895-1019 or you can call the studio 0101-403020 if you want to tell us where you would like to go to next. I am Adrian Bugatti and this has been the Essen Fresen Show on Chai FM 101.9. I hope you enjoyed our culinary trip to Afghanistan.